Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Today at Stem Cells at Lunch we have Professor Matthew Bollen from the University of Leuven. Bollen's lab is interested in the communication in the cells and the mechanisms um, of the biological systems at a molecular level. Uh, they are trying to identify novel biomarkers or therapeutic targets for human diseases. Thanks for coming today for Stem Cells at Lunch. Can you tell me a bit about the, the focus of your work and, yes. um, and di digest it for, for uh, uh, the podcast audience? Sure. So, as I indicated, I'm, uh, as you indicated, we are very much interested in mechanisms of communications within cell. And I'm particularly intrigued by uh, modifications, chemical modifications of proteins and how these modifications affect the function of these proteins. Now there are many types uh, of uh, chemical modifications and I'm very much interested in one particular type of modifications, modification that is called uh, phosphorylation. It's basically uh, 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 putting a phosphate group uh, on a protein and a phosphate group is a very big and charged group and it changes the shape of a protein and in that way it affects the function uh, of proteins. And so we are very much interested in a group of enzymes that are called phosphatases and these enzymes are proteins that remove phosphate groups from proteins and in that way regulate the function of these proteins. And so in which kind of um, mechanisms are they involved, these phosphatases? So phosphatases are involved in uh, about every cellular mechanism, uh, in about every cellular mechanism. And as a matter of fact, uh, we know now that 75% of all proteins are somehow regulated by phosphorylation and dephosphorylation. And the large majority of these proteins are very uh, dynamically, dynamically regulated by phosphorylation, by which I mean that phosphate groups can be put on the proteins and can be taken off from the proteins by phosphatases in a very rapid manner. And in this way, the function, the activity of proteins can be very rapidly uh, modulated. So in your talk, you gave the example that these phosphatases can be uh, relevant for cancer development. Can you tell us more about it, please? Yes. So I really believe that the phosphatases, the type of phosphatases that we are working on, on are really a, a next generation therapeutic target uh, in particular for the treatment of cancer, but probably also for other diseases. Um, you have to realize that the counterplayer of phosphatases are enzymes called kinases. So kinases phosphorylate proteins, put the phosphates on. Phosphatases remove the phosphates, dephosphorylate proteins. And kinases have in the last two decades become really very, very successful therapeutic targets uh, for the treatment of cancer. But as I told you before, since phosphorylation is a very dynamic process, so phosphates turn over very quickly, because of this there is no reason why you could not equally well 
develop protein phosphatases as drug targets. And the only reason why thus far this has not happened, why phosphatases have not been developed fully as therapeutic targets, is because there was too little understanding of how they function. And that's really what we are trying to do, is to study how phosphatases are structurally organized, how the activity is regulated, and this really has given us insights uh, that enable us now to develop uh, at least some phosphatases we're working on as novel targets, because we know now how to target specific enzymes, and hopefully the uh, small molecules that target these specific phosphatases can then be used uh, for novel cancer therapies, possibly in combination with other already used therapies, for example, kinase inhibitors. And so, and how are these drugs delivered? Well, uh, to be honest, these drugs do not exist yet. So, uh, ki ki kinase uh, inhibitors, for example, are already widely used, clinically mm -hmm. used, and they are just uh, 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 used uh, orally. Eh? Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, that is certainly not. Uh, the, the route of delivery is not really a prime concern. The prime concern right now is uh, to identify suitable targets and to deliver proof of principles, first of all in laboratory animals, that the drugs do what we hope that they are doing without any side effects, toxic effects. So we are not yet thinking about clinical trials, we are not at that stage. Although I have to say, that there is one drug that targets a phosphatase that is already used for uh, more than 20 years and that has literally saved already uh, millions of lives and that's uh, a phosphatase inhibitor but it's an inhibitor that has been isolated um, from another organism. So this is a very nice proof of uh, principle that phosphatase inhibitors can be used therapeutically and this is the product is uh, cyclosporin oh, A it's yes. used as an immunosuppressant and so are they specific to one type of phosphatase yes. to one yes phosphatase or are or will there be a, a no. kind of a common in this this drug targets one phosphatase called protein phosphatase 2b or calcineurin mm. and yeah. so this phosphatase as I said, is used uh, widely as an immunosuppressant, very successfully. All in all types of cancers or specific? No, 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 to for, 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 uh, to prevent rejection of transplantations. Of okay. So it's used a lot, but the drug has side effects. And uh, actually, by the type of work we and other people are doing, we understand now why there are side effects. Because what you actually want to do with this drug is to prevent the dephosphorylation of a very specific protein. And the protein is known, it's perfectly known what we want to achieve. But the problem is that the drug inhibits the phosphatase and prevents also the dephosphorylation of the other substrates. And that is what causing uh, actually the side effects. So by making drugs also for this phosphatase that are more specific, that for example prevent the recruitment of that substrate, one could make a much, much better drug, mm. eh? turn it into a much 
better variant of an already existing drug. That sounds fascinating. And so what brought you to this field? How did you start your <coughs> career as a scientist and well, what brought you into so hospital research? Yes, so I studied zoology and then I, after my uh, master degree, I made a thesis in the field of glycogen metabolism. And so, um, I don't know whether you know that, but it is in the field of glycogen metabolism that the principle of protein phosphorylation was discovered and the very first kinase and the very first phosphatase are enzymes that are active in glycogen metabolism. And so for considerable time I have been studying phosphatases that regulate glycogen mm -hmm. metabolism. But then at the end of the 80s, 1980s, something weird happened in science and that is that at that time uh, many scientists believed that we know that we knew everything about metabolism, that metabolism was boring, that it was no longer possible to fund metabolism research and so for that reason I chose to work on the enzymes that I liked, being the phosphatases, but then in other fields. And that's why I start, started to work on phosphatases that have nothing to do with glycogen metabolism, but with more sexy processes, <laughs> like transcription, differentiation, stem cells. Stem cells. That sounds great. Well, thanks so much for coming Thank today. You. It was great to have you. Thank and, you. And uh, see you soon for another Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. Thank you.